Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm On Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm On Podcast. Chloe has this week's story, and I'm Abby. I'm with Susan and Megan. Um, Chloe, about to be uh, entering a new phase of friendship. She's going to be now a mom friend instead of just a a regular friend. How do you feel about that? I'm I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous. It's going to change things. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot. I'm in my third trimester, so I'm thinking a lot just about all the ways... Mm-hmm. My life is going to change. But you've got lots of friends at church with babies right now, right? I do. Um, yes. So I have a lot. Well, that's kind of what my story is about. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. So I do. I have got, I have a lot of friends who are in the same stage of life as me, which is a huge blessing. I've got a lot of friends who are a year down the road, a couple years down the road. And then I've got a couple of really close friends who are in the same. They're due a couple of weeks after me. Um, so it's fun. But my story is actually about... Um, my closest friends here, um, there's there's a group of four of us, and we're all in different stages of life, and we have been since the beginning of the start of our friend group. Um, currently, we've got me, who's seven months pregnant. My uh, One of my friends has a 10-month-old. One of my friends is a newlywed, and then one of my friends is um, in a newer relationship and just bought her first house. So just... Very different stages. We've always been in different stages. And I have found it interesting because I've never really been able to look at any of them and been like, you're going through the same thing I'm going through. And I don't think any of them have felt that about me before. So I think it's pretty incredible that we've been able to be close for as long as we have been. Because, again, like thinking about just the way my life is going to change, my friendships are going to change. I've had friendships just totally dissolve because we're in different stages of life so I don't have that fear with this group because well we've never been in the same stage of life to begin Mm -hmm. with we've we've gone through different transitions um but I asked them because I was like why are we so good at this you guys and (laughs) not not to say we've cracked the code on friendship but I do think some of the things they said were really sweet so I just wanted to share them so one of my friends said um our friendship is based on biblical love, the love that's described in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy. You've heard it before. I've heard it before. <laughs> you heard yeah, that one before. That one. Um, one of them said, we deeply appreciate what each of us brings to the group, and we have a respect for each other's insights and experience. So I do feel like, though our experiences don't always line up, we are always looking for ways to learn from one another. And then the most important is that we have an abundance of grace for each other. So... We've all wronged one another. We've all had to give grace. We've all had to receive grace. And I think that it's that grace that makes me kind of feel confident going into this new season because it's that grace that's given our friendship dynamics to shift over time. Because, you know, when we started our friendship so long ago, so much was different. And we've been through a lot where, like, like my friend with a 10-month-old, she had a horrible pregnancy. So, like, she was MIA for, like, six months. We didn't hear from her, but... You know, when she showed up, we're like, great, what's up? Mm-hmm. Hey, like, mm-hmm. you know, so anyways, I guess I just want to talk about with you guys. How have you seen friendships change with, you know, becoming a mom and all that? Because I think I've been thinking a lot about how I'm going to navigate being a good friend when friendship's not going to be my number one priority for. Mm. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, I think that's a great question. (sighs) Yeah, I've definitely had a lot of friendships come and go over the years just based on the season, you Mm. know, and not in a a bad way. It's just like you just um, people come in and out of your life for for different reasons. So, Megan, did you um, have friends like since you're still kind of in the new mom phase, did you have friends before you had kids that kind of have you fallen away from? Yeah. And my situation is a little bit different too, because I also moved away. Um, so I now live in, you know, a different city than a lot of the friends that I grew up with and went to college with there in Florida. I'm in DC. Um, and then I also, you know, I, I moved around a lot right after college. I lived in Birmingham and Nashville and now here, Um, so I think, I think a lot of us have stayed close because we are moms. And so we talk about it a lot, but then I have some friends who, um, don't have kids yet and may never have kids. And so we're just in totally different stages of life. And now we live in different locations. So that just adds two layers of difficulty, I think. Um, but I would say a lot of the friendships I, I made here, I had already had James. So, um, a lot of the, and, and I also, one of the great things too, I think that people don't think about is, you know, people think, oh, I'm going to have kids. Everything's going to change. I'm not going to be who, but I think the great thing is I've made a lot of friends mm. through James, which sounds weird, but because they're in school, you get to know other parents and, you know, they want to have your kids over and you want to have their kids over and you just become friends that way because you're hanging out together. Um, and you know, when you can't go out and do what you used to do on Friday and Saturday night, you can get together and all spend the weekends together and play and have have you know nights out together and things like that so um I think my situation is just kind of different because I've moved a good bit if that makes sense I feel like I'm already experiencing that Megan because I was talking to Abby the other day about how I feel like my pregnancy has opened doors to deeper friendships or new friendships where I'm like we have this thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's the same reason when I'm walking around and it's like 90 degrees outside women will just smile at me because they're like (laughs) you got this like like we're bonded together through this you know well um i have some research for you in may of 2021 american perspective survey found that americans reported having fewer close friendships than they once did they were talking to their friends less often relying less on their friends for personal support and this survey went on to hypothesize what was to blame for it one of them, which I thought was very odd, and I can't wrap my head around this. It didn't explain, but it said Americans are marrying later than ever. And that's to what's partially to blame for fewer close friendships. What do you guys think about that? How does that make sense? If you're marrying later, how would that contribute to fewer friendships? I would think it would be more. I know, yeah, right? Me too. Because you have more roommates, more... I don't know. Time. Well, and what does, I, don't, I don't feel like I agree with that either because I feel like some of my friends we become close because of our kids and we empathize with one another because we're in the same stage with our kids. And so we'll just be texting and like, guess what happened to me today? Of course, you know, all I can think is that maybe if you marry later, when you get married, your friend group might change because you, you move, you know, cause you, you got married and you move or you, your spouse doesn't click with your friends or something and then I don't know I think all those who, things who are the group in this study that's what I want well okay <laughs> yeah. so there's other reasons so other things that are to blame that to me make more sense we're more geographically mobile than we were in the past so we move more like you said Megan we're more likely to up and and move to another state which means we have fewer 
friendships. Um, American parents are spending twice as much time with their children, which means we can't, we don't have as much time to invest in friendships. And Americans are working longer and traveling more for work, which comes at the cost of maintaining and developing friendships. In fact, people say that they make friends at work more often than in their neighborhood, in their church, or through existing friends. So. I, I do get that just because when you become a mom, you're you're focusing a lot of energy on your kids. And if you're working, you're doing that as well. And so your energy is just being zapped in other places. So yeah, maybe you don't have the energy to go out and spend time with your friends or make new friends or, or whatnot. So I, I do get that. I think it boils down to being purposeful. I have mm-hmm. one friend. We saw, we just got back from a trip together with our husbands 50 years. We met when we were 10. Wow. Then I have um, a couple of college friends, one of whom works here with me, who were still friends. Again, she ended up living in my city, and so we just stayed friends. Then I have a group of friends that were the Beach Haven babes that we raised our kids together. And then you have friends that you are couples with that do move. I do have lots of kid season friends. Yeah. You know, your your son plays a sport, and they get on the same track as other kids, and you become friends with those moms for a period of six years and then that goes away. But, you know, we were really good friends at the time. You just don't see them as much yeah. anymore. And then I have a couple friends yeah. that, you know, we do we do see. But I do agree that your husband is your best friend, so that knocks a lot of people out. You have parents and things you're taking care of your, that are your best friends. Then your adult kids are your best friends. I travel with them more than I travel with anybody yeah. else. So family does tend to kind of knock friends out a little bit. Well, and that's the thing, kind of where this conversation with Chloe started, because we, you know, both like Friends, the show. And the premise of Friends was that these are the people who are your family. These are your friends are your family before you get married and have kids and have a family of your own. You're at this age, like those early 20s, those years where your friends are your family. And then all of a sudden, those relationships have to change because you have a husband and children. And now what? How do I still feel like a good friend? How do I act like a good friend, value these friendships, um, but also give to my family what they need. I think that that's just such a tricky balance. And some yeah. people are better better at it than others. Like I have friends who talk to everybody all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I have one friend, yeah. she knows everything. I don't have that kind of energy. Me I work neither. and I have a lot of kids. And yeah. But I, I do try to be, it's on my habit tracker. If I had it in here, I would show you to phone a friend mm-hmm. yeah. every single week. So on the way here, I call two friends on the way to work. You know, I do try to, you have to be purposeful to keep up people. And I think that's where that grace comes in too of just having empathy and understanding and assuming the best of your friends of like, oh, they haven't been able to get to me. They're probably busy with something going on with their family. Give them grace. Oh, totally. Have you guys heard of the unicorn friend? I have heard of this, but I don't know what it is, but I have heard that phrase. It's it's a, I think she was on Instagram or something. It was a video that was going around. But basically, a unicorn friend is a Venn diagram, you know, picture that, uh, three different circles. One circle is that she is in close proximity. Another one is that you have kids around the same age. And then the third circle is that you actually like each other. And your husbands like each other if you're married. Well, so the unicorn friend is just those first three. But I would add your husbands get along. And that's like, it's like this precious, this precious gem of a friendship that if you find that friend, like hang on to her because she is, she's one in a million. Well, because then when, like I said, I travel with my, it's my 
you know, elementary school friend that we travel with, but our husbands get along. So it's fun. He yes. wants to go. Then your husbands are in on it. Yeah, let's book a trip or something. Yep. Yep. So what do you do, though, if you parent differently than a friend? Like, say, Chloe, I'm, I don't know anything about your situation, but what if, you know, the the girl in your group that you're really good friends with, she, her kids are wild and crazy. And when, you know, your uh, child's a toddler oh, and then all of a sudden you're a like, killer. I can't. Well, I can't I'll tell you this. right now, because we're in a married group. We've been in this group for like six or not six, sorry, four and a half years. And there's like six couples. And these are our family. None of our parents live here. Maybe like one one or two people, they have parents here. So like we're all, like all of our kids, all, we're all together on holidays, all that. And each of them have different parenting styles. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you know, you just, I'm not the expert on this, but I've just been observing now because now that I'm having a kid, I'm like, wow, this is like, I I have a lot of respect for all my friends and the way they respect each other's parenting mm-hmm. styles too. Mm-hmm. So you guys tell me what to do. <laughs> well, I just know I've seen where like one friend does not like the way another friend's kids act mm. and then it you just don't want to hang out as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you want to just hang I out mean, just the two of you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and and one thing I will say too is sometimes kids just have a bad day. So if you don't like the way someone's kids acting or behaving, like give it, give it a couple shots because sometimes it's not a reflection of the parents. No, that's not what I'm talking about though. I think, (laughs) I think there's two ways to look at this. I think first and foremost, you have to find like minded parents. We Mm. all have difficult children and difficult seasons at times. When I adopted, I needed a lot of support. I had that group of seven moms who lived, like I said, the the group of moms who had kids just a little bit older than mine, that we were a united front. And if when when I had my heart surgeries, they picked up my kids at school for me. You know, they they brought me meals. Yeah. Um, we were like minded in our in our faith. We went to church together. And so they're your they're your moms. They're that's your <laughs> that's your A team, and and if one of you has a difficult kill, you're in it together. But you you agree with even if your styles are slightly the different. Foundations are the you're same. supportive. You yeah. understand each other. They're safe. These that, are safe moms. That's our friend group understanding. Is we're all church friends, so it's at the end of the day we trust each other. Has prayed about it, and yeah. God has revealed to them the way they should parent. Yeah, they may child. babysit your kids and feed them candy all day, and <laughs> yeah. you may not agree with that. But at the end of the day, morally, they're not going to be corrupt, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> From having candy all day. Yeah. So how do you know when to let go of a friendship? Like when Susan, you mentioned that there's the the sports friends that when the season ended after this many years like but it doesn't feel good to say well this has been swell see you around but it's another relationship and sometimes a relationship is something that's for a season so how do you know when to stop trying I guess I've guilted myself a lot about that uh just because I do work I did have five kids um and so they're for some people, it's easier, you know, if, if you don't work and you only have two kids, um, it might be easier for you to invest in friendships longer. I just can't spread myself that thin. So, yeah, there were some seasonal school moms I traveled to New York with or did things with, and I just can't, I, I don't, I, I can't keep up with mm-hmm. everybody. Um, 
I think that usually they kind of naturally just go exactly. the way that they're meant exactly. to go. But you do feel guilty sometimes when you run into them in the grocery store. Like, oh, I really want to get together with you. And you just can't get together yeah, with everybody. Yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. hard because you like them. You have fun with them. Mm-hmm. It's just we only have so much time for fun. Yep. So any ideas on how women can make friends these days? Because I know it's like a, Megan, you said, oh, well, having kids help me make friends. Yes, it seems like an obvious thing. But still, a lot of us really struggle to find authentic friends. So um, other than, you know, using your children, (laughs) um, what are some ways that that you think women can make friends? Well, I do think if you have school age children, that is a good place to start. And I've told the story before, but when Megan, who was my first, went to elementary school, I literally set up an early conference and said, is there a little child in the class that would be a good friend for Megan? And I am to this day still friends with that child's mother, mm-hmm. like good friends, very yeah. good friends. As yeah. a matter of fact, she's one of the ones I called this morning on the way to Aww. work. So, you know, looking because if your kids are going to go to school for 12 years together, going on that journey together and being a support for each other is a good thing to do. I think the other place is church, hands down. You're going to find like-minded people there. And again, you can go the distance with them. Even if your kids are like not quite the same grade, I have said a, 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 a lot before, I don't know if on this podcast, but sometimes you're going to have a child who struggles in school to find friends. And for them to have a friend outside of school, like a church that mm-hmm. they see regularly, can be a good way to keep their confidence up and keep them from being discouraged. Because what happens in school is if they progress year to year with the same kids, they're only seen some way and it can be tough. They can be, you know, on the fringe or outside and having a church friend who sees them differently that goes to a different school is a win. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, were you going to say something? Uh, Yeah. I think one big thing, and maybe this was just for me, but outside of, you know, using your kids to meet people is uh, go to things. Like if someone, you know, just, just, just go, it's, it may be awkward and you may not know anyone, but you may meet someone like if it's a, a work event or something for your husband or a school event or a birthday party or whatever it might be. I remember I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go because I don't know anyone and it's just going to be awkward. But you, your kids end up playing with people or you end up I mean, you'll, you'll end up talking to people and you end up meeting people. And you just the first one might not be great, but just keep going, keep going to things. I think that's great advice. I think there's always going to be a level of discomfort when you're trying Mm -hmm. to meet new people and make new friends. Just like when you're a kid, you know, there's going to be a level of discomfort. It's something that we've thought a lot about here at iMom. Do we need to start iMom communities, Mm. whether they're online or in person? Because I do feel for the single mom who, you know, doesn't have time during the day to meet people, could she do something at night after kids go to bed online and at least find community um, a little bit? Because sometimes a friend is just somebody to listen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and share difficulties in parenting or whatever. Yep. And then as far as like maintaining friendships better and like like just doing better at, at staying friends with people when you're busy, I think that like double dipping is a great um, great tip. If you're um, serving on a committee at school, serve with a friend, you know, like yes. use that time to to grow your friendship. Or maybe, you know, you want the kids to volunteer more. 
call your friend and say, hey, we're going to go to the Humane Society to volunteer. Do you want to bring your kids? And then, you know, you're you're doing two things at once, basically. Um, and then during COVID, I mean, we use Zoom and we don't anymore. But my girlfriends and I had so much fun on like a Thursday night mm-hmm. doing like a little Zoom happy hour together and just talking or whatever. And so I think that we can bring back some of those things. If yeah. your kids play sports... Don't just drop them off. Go sit in the stands and introduce yourself to any oh, other mom who's sitting there. And bring your make your other kids play around in the dirt. That's what I did. You just yeah. go play in the dirt. Here's $2. Go get french fries at the you know. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I love it. One other thing I would say, too, that would, like, paralyze me was having people over. I'd be like, oh, my house has to be, you know, all put together and clean and everything like that. But then I just got over it, and I would just be like, does anyone want to come over? You know, hang out in the backyard, hang out in the house, whatever. Invite people over. I feel like... I don't know when, and maybe it's just here, I, but I don't know when this happened, but I feel like people stopped wanting to have people over. Like everyone always has to meet out somewhere. Do y'all feel like that? Or do I you guys so. still have a lot of people mm-hmm. over? I, I think so. I think there's just a level of like judgment and then having to clean your house. And it's so much more work, work. when you have people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. you get to that level of friendship where you're just like, here's my house. Here's my dirt. Yeah, here's I'm, my laundry. I'm, I'm putting burgers on. Bring a salad, would you? Yeah. <laughs> <Come over. laughs> yep. That's when you know. Oh, you've yeah. I used to be level. afraid to ask people to bring stuff. And now I'm like, you're only coming over if you bring something. <laughs> Don't come empty handed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so tell us what your friendships are like and how have those relationships changed as your life has changed? Email us via the link in the show notes. And be sure to tell a mom about a mom friend about the I'm Mom podcast because you can listen every week together and then like chat about it sort of like a podcast book club great idea love it all right thanks for listening thanks for listening to the imom podcast imom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization family first along with our fatherhood program all pro dad we exist to help you love your family well Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom Podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.